Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. This time, I want to talk a little bit about tone from the top. But first, I want to mention that we are going to have yet another free webinar that will be on November the 15th at noon central time, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's called Risky Business. What does an effective compliance program look like in 2017? We really want you to join us. Again, it's free. If you're interested, there should be a link in the show notes for this podcast, but you can also go to compliancebeat.com or to moreheadconsulting.com and sign up there. We really would love it if you would join us. We have a lot of fun with these webinars. They're not terribly long. They're one hour long. We take questions live as we're going. If you can't make it at that time, but you're interested in both this upcoming webinar, but also webinars we've held in the past, we do have recordings of those webinars. If you want to get in touch with us, if you are interested in some of the topics that we've covered in the past or or, or this particular topic, happy to get that to you. Also, want to say that I am always happy to get feedback on the podcast on topics that you may be interested in us covering, questions you have, follow-up questions to things we've talked about in the past. Please feel free, as always, to get in touch. We do love hearing from you. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We certainly appreciate that as well. So tone from the top. This is one that I think is sort of glossed over these days. It's it's something that we've been saying for years now. It's like a lot of sayings or I wouldn't call it a cliche. I don't think it's gotten to that point, but it's it's something that I, I think that sometimes we don't think too deeply about the practicalities around. We say tone from the top. We sort of feel tone from the top, but we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about what that really means in practical terms. How do you effectuate tone from the top? What, what does tone from the top really look like if you are trying to document it, for example? So I had three things that I wanted to cover, three quick items for you to consider when you're considering tone from the top and what that looks like and what that might mean, how you might show that if anybody was ever interested in you being, and I'm saying you as the org, the person responsible for the compliance program in your organization, to document this concept within your organization and how effective it is. I just wanted to go over a couple of things. The first is the focus when we talk about tone from the top is very, very often on the CEO. And I think that it is it is inescapable that the CEO needs to have a known position and needs to speak and write and be present in a, in a real way around ethics and compliance on a regular basis. And so what does that mean? Well, I think it's frequency and content. How often and what does the CEO say uh, about compliance and ethics, either culture in a general sense and the importance of everybody doing the right thing, you know, kind of those broad messages, but even more specifically on a particular compliance issue, whether that be retaliation and reporting, which is a good one for, for CEOs to talk about because, you know, with most organizations, if you've got an issue with a percentage, and sometimes it's not a huge percentage, but it's still a percentage of your population that 
that do not report observed misconduct, the reason, number one reason, we all know this, the number one reason that is cited for not reporting is the fear of retaliation. So there is little that's more effective than having the person who is the head of the organization and presumably has a high profile with most, if not all, of the employees and stakeholders saying, we do not tolerate retaliation. We expect everybody to come forward if they have questions and concerns. That can be very effective. That needs to be in, for example, the CEO letter at the front of your code of conduct. Everybody now, for the most part, if you have a code of conduct, you have the CEO letter. I would say it's changing, but five years ago, it was pretty rare for the CEO letter to talk about retaliation and reporting. Or if it talked about reporting, it wouldn't talk about retaliation. Retaliation, Having a sentence in there, in that, that letter, that's usually the very first page of your code of conduct after the pretty cover, or maybe the statement of values. This is the opening salvo of the code of conduct, and it's important to have that message there. But not just there. Frequency. How often does the CEO speak about this? If the CEO is involved in regular communications, going to marketing meetings and sales meetings and or has a, a monthly either video message or email that is sent out to the entire population. How frequently are messages around compliance and ethics and culture included in those messages? So look at the frequency and the different ways that the CEO is approaching this. Different ways can be, you know, obviously emails, blogs, videos, events, anything, any kind of communication that is coming from the chief executive of your organization. I would look at that, look at the, sort of the broad scope of communication coming from, from the CEO and the CEO's office and, and, and look at the frequency of those messages. And, and if there's a way to approach the CEO and the CEO's office and, and, and try to insert or infuse more discussion about ethical culture, about specific issues, whether that's retaliation or harassment or whatever, just see what you can do about frequency and making sure that all the different modes that the CEO is communicating through have at least on, you know, if there's, let's just use a specific example. If there are six messages a year, bi-monthly, there's a, an email newsletter that the CEO contributes a, a piece to. Can the CEO talk about a compliance issue in one of those and have that be the topic or mention it in three of them if there are several topics? You know, find a way, find a way in. And, and it should be more than just that letter at the front of the code of conduct. That's great and that's important. And that's the first message that many new employees and new stakeholders actually read from the CEO, when they start with the organization, they get the code of conduct, they read that letter. That's an important introduction, but it needs to be f- frequent and it needs to be through all these different modes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, it's not just the CEO. It's not just the CEO. And it's not just you as the chief compliance officer, if that's what your role is, or the general counsel. You want this message to come from the head of sales. You want this message to come from the different business unit heads. You want this message to come from the middle. Diversity of voices from the top. Because the top is not just the CEO. The top for the employees that are working in the Scranton office is the manager of the Scranton office. 
So when we say tone from the top, it can kind of get blurred with to- tone from the middle. And, and it's really a spectrum, right? Anybody who is speaking from a position of authority ought to be on a regular basis talking about compliance issues, talking about culture, talking about specific risk topics that are of import, cascading the message that the CEO is stating, for example. So you don't have to have all of these different leaders throughout the organization remaking the wheel. If you have worked out with the CEO that on a quarterly basis, they're going to speak about In Q1, they're going to speak about harassment. In Q2, they're going to speak about anti-corruption. In Q3, they're going to talk about retaliation. Well, then that's a perfect opportunity to cascade that same message throughout the senior management and the business unit management throughout that organization. So if the CEO is talking about retaliation in Q2, then the head of the business unit in Southeast Asia needs to be talking about it too. Whatever whatever it is, again, don't remake the wheel necessarily, but make sure that there is a consistency and that the message is coming not just from the CEO, but from the other leaders in the organization. It's very important. It's very important because the other issue that we're facing here, we talked about the fact that people don't report because they fear retaliation. The other thing that many of you already know, and I talk about all the time, so if you've just listened to me and nothing else, you've heard this before, is this notion that if people don't report, the number one issue is always retaliation, almost always. But the number two issue is this concept of organizational justice, that the company just doesn't care, isn't going to care about this issue, isn't going to do anything about it. The general malaise or feeling from the the stakeholder that the company doesn't take these things seriously. Well, how do you diffuse that? You diffuse that by constantly messaging and and also taking these things seriously and, and doing the right thing when, when reports are made because all the communication in the world won't make a difference if, in practical terms, serious reports aren't taken seriously. But assuming that the company is doing the right thing with regards to reports and how they're handled and how investigations are conducted, removing the cloud of suspicion that exists just naturally with many people that the organization isn't going to do that is dispelled in a great to a great extent by having consistent messaging from the management of the organization that this is something that is taken seriously. So, a diversity of voices, not just the CEO, not just the chief compliance officer. The last piece of the puzzle that I want to talk about is the board of directors. Now, this is one that is really underutilized. And oftentimes, the board of directors is an unknown quantity for many of the stakeholders and employees of an organization. They may or may not even know that the board exists. But if you have a board and you have a board that is becoming more engaged or is engaged with the compliance program, they are engaged with you or the other staff assets for compliance. They're getting a regular, or at least quarterly report on the state of the program and ongoing initiatives. They're being they're engaged in compliance training. Then perhaps the next step for that engaged board, because this may not work with a board that's not so engaged. But if you have, like for instance, a chair of the audit committee of the board of directors who who is engaged 
not only in those quarterly meetings, but perhaps on an informal level with the compliance department on ongoing initiatives, incident reporting, and everything else that happens within your program. Why not get them involved in communication? I've seen this be very effective with some organizations, particularly there's an organization I'm familiar with that's in banking. They're a highly regulated space, a space where there is a lot of stakeholder and consumer and public concern about compliance and about the ethics and culture of banking. And the board recognized these issues, although they didn't have issues specifically within their organization. They recognized that the climate around banking is difficult, to say the least. And the audit committee chair and other members of the board took it upon themselves to reach out And they actually not only were speaking to the stakeholders and the employees in the organization, but actually going to events like compliance events or board of directors events and speaking about compliance, being on panels, writing articles about the importance of culture. So the third point I would make is if, if it's, if it's there, if the interest is there and you have a solid relationship with your board and and in particular, maybe some specific board members, including maybe the chair of the audit committee or the chair of the compliance committee who you report to directly on a regular basis to report on the status of the program, then I would, you know, see if you can encourage those very influential people to communicate, if not externally, certainly internally. And maybe they don't speak as frequently as the CEO and these other managers and and leaders, rather, that we want to get involved in the process. But having an engaged board that helps define the role and the direction of the program is really important. And part of the program Part of a successful, effective program is communication. We all know that. It's one of the seven hallmarks. So take a moment to consider how you might leverage that very, very prominent resource to help communicate on either specific issues or broadly on culture. I think that can be really effective, and it's often overlooked. Thanks again for joining us this week. Uh, If you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you have comments questions or want to get in touch with us, please do. And then again, if you are interested on November the 15th at noon central, one Eastern, we are going to have another free webinar. It's entitled Risky Business. What does an effective ethics and compliance program look like in 2017? Please join us for that. We sure appreciate it. So the upshot this time is when you're talking about effective tone from the top, There are some real practical, specific things that you should be expecting from your CEO. And secondly, it's not just the CEO that ought to be speaking. Get the rest of the leadership involved. And lastly, if you can, try to leverage the experience and stature of your board of directors and get them involved in communication as well. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.